there's only one thing in the world that's been proven to scare 100% of the humans that inhabit it. No, not Chinese balloons. Digital Marketing. This is the Get Found Got Growth Podcast. The fact is, there's nothing to be afraid of. And by the end of this show, you'll be more excited about it than you've ever been before. You're about to get some amazing practical tips and updates in digital marketing and search that you, as a small business owner, can start using today. Get ready to embrace it. Get ready to harness its power. And get ready to see the results. This is the Get Found Got Growth Podcast. And now your host, Maria Elena Duran. Nation of Oklahoma SBDC, the Stuart C. Meyer Harker Heights Public Library, the Sol Ross Rio Grande College SBDC. We get to do this again. We've done a few together too. Far Chamber, welcome, welcome back. And Score Austin, oh, Bill, wonderful. So happy to have you here. And I do look forward to everybody finding that question box as we get started. I'll tell you in a moment how to get a copy of today's slides. I'll send those at the same time, but there's another action that you'll need to take in the question box. But let's go ahead and kick in and begin. I do come from a small business background, everyone. So that you know, I have small business, a lot of small business experience, actually, all the way from ideation to actual fruition and transition for somebody else to be able to buy out and take over a business. I have lots of experience doing that for myself as well as for others. In fact, I've earned the Texas Governor's Excellence in Small Business Award because of that. The Google team searched me out as well as the other trainers because we actually all have at least a decade's worth of experience in growing a small business. So everything that I'm going to be sharing with you today is very practical when you still have to be butcher baker and candlestick maker in your business and take care of your customer. So this isn't just something that you silo in to something else that you do because you still have several roles to take care and grow your business, especially if you're just launching your business. There's a lot happening out there. And once you put your shingle out there, people will be knocking on your door like crazy for you to spend the money. And everything that I'm talking about today is 100% free. Cash flow is king when you're a small business and you cannot expend a bunch and not expect some cash flow back because you will be out of business very quickly. In fact, we see that with small businesses and everything that I'm talking about today will help you stop being on that track for failure because I have seen many fail, many succeed, and there's a truly remarkable difference between those that do and those that make it. Okay, so let's go through this. I do have, again, an Air Force background. Like I told you, I've lived everywhere, and I do have a passion for small business. So as we dive in, Sharon, hello, Sharon. So good to see you. So wonderful. And Sharon's actually a part of our free marketing community. So I love this, Sharon, because you're so great at asking questions, which truly are questions that other people won't ask, but they have them in their mind. So I love that you start that learning process for everyone. Thank you for being here so much. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about launch your business with customer-focused market. Remember, again, if you need cart caption, that's real-time, not AI closed caption. That's Kim right here. You'll bring up another browser or link. You'll see that also, that URL at the bottom of all of the slides, just in case you do need that. Because I have had a couple of webinars ago, somebody say she couldn't figure that out. And I want you to know this is available to you. Take advantage of it if you need that. 
If you want to learn anything small business that Google has available to you, get with your Google partner who invited you, or you could also go to this URL. And if you're tweeting or posting, it does let the Google team know that this matters to you. And I love that because I love them to make more trainings like this more available to the Google partners to share with the small business community because there's a lot of things that are for free out there that you have no idea you have access to and how to optimize that. I know that because I struggled with this as a small business, but then as I learned it and started to teach other people, I realized this was a huge aha that they weren't aware of. So if you're tweeting or posting, use that hashtag grow with Google. This is my Twitter handle right up here at the very front. You'll see that. Or my Instagram is the second one. Feel free to tag me. Use the hashtag post, tweet. I'll retweet, repost, share you in my stories, whatever you'd like to get more visibility. But I'm grateful that you're here. As we talk today, we're going to talk about the marketing funnel. You've heard that, I'm sure, before. If you are not new to marketing, but you are new to this business, you may have heard the marketing funnel, but also understanding the customer journey. It's our job as professionals in our business to be experts in our customers. That's the heavy lifting that we need to do. And I will talk to you today about how you become that expert and what are some of the places you can learn about your customers and the way they search and the way they shop. Now, you're going to hear me use the word shop quite a bit. Understand, I know there's a variety of people here from people who are information-based, service-based, purchase as far as product-based, solution-based. I understand that, but when I use the word shop, I do mean a success action that you see as something moving them towards them being a best customer, client, donor for you. Okay, so that's what I mean. I do come from a strong e-commerce background for the last 14 plus years. But 20 years before then, I worked in corporate America. I have always been in marketing and digital marketing, and I absolutely have been in the nonprofit space as well as an executive director for a large national nonprofit. So I know those spaces really well and what it takes to be visible, valid, and valuable, which is important for that credibility that you need to get people to know, like, and trust you and to do business with you. And that is something that we're going to infuse in today's marketing funnel and understand in the journey. We're also going to talk about how you can reach prospects and create awareness. Because if they don't know you exist, they cannot do business with you. Now, understand this is so important. People think they can just throw things up on the Internet and that it will be found immediately. And that is so not true. In fact, that's not even true for Googlebot. You're responsible for entering things in Google's library. A lot of people think Google is the World Wide Web. It is not. It's the biggest library. And you are responsible for making sure that it's there. If Google finds you, great. But who has that time of that time to wait for cash flow, to wait 90 days for the Googlebot find you? I like training businesses on how you can be seen instantly by Google. And you need to show up on the first page of Google search. We know this. People only look at the first 10 organic search results, and every search result page of Google shows up. 10 organic search results. Yes, there are paid positions there from the photos at the top, which is Google Shopping, to the very first text search result, which is Google Ads. So those are paid, but then you get 10 organic search results plus that free Google business profile hanging out on the right side, getting you good visual real estate, which gets you visibility. Awareness. We'll also talk about how you can engage and influence for consideration. People are looking for social proof. We're going to pave that way to conversion. Remember, I say it's shop, but it's conversion. It's a success action that you see making them closer to your business or them actually showcasing that they're a good customer or client for you. How you can build loyalty and advocacy because a lot of people think when they gain a customer, it's the end of the relationship and it's just the beginning. It's time for you to now work with them so you can increase the amount of business they do with you. Their LTV, their lifetime value in doing business with you increases, plus they refer you to their friends and family that they only have influence on. So now you have a nice step in by getting the halo effect of their actual no like, and trust circle. Plus, we'll recap with resources. 
that are free. Remember, I'm all about free or small fee. So let's talk about that marketing journal. Let's make sure the marketing funnel and the customer journey. Let's make sure you can find that question box. If you want a copy of today's recording 24 hours from now, you must comment in the question box. So let's talk about that. Great marketers do not make stuff. They make meaning. I cannot tell you how many times I work with businesses who want to share their story. They understand all about you. It is about them. And that's why it's very important for us to understand their journey. So as we look at founders of TW Tote, so they actually launched their own business. So Shallon and Sharika started TW Tote. And I love that because they realized that people were taking their lunch to the office, trying to really save on what they were spending because it can get very expensive when you go out and lunch every day outside of the office. And they wanted to preserve that and provide that opportunity because they knew they were doing it themselves. They'd go to the office and they'd have to take an ugly or more kid-focused lunch bag. So they wanted to create one that was more business-focused and more professional. So many entrepreneurs have a real passion of what they do best, and they truly know that space, so they're great technicians at what they do, but they don't know how to run a business, and they don't know how to market. And if people don't know you exist, they can't do business with you. So when we talk about marketing, it is creating that meaning for your customer. How is it that you benefit them? How do you support them? What is it that you do exactly? It's building that relationship and that trust and that credibility. Even though we want to do business with you, if we're a little bit uncertain about whether or not you're what you do or that you can actually fulfill on all these great things that you say that you can do, we're not going to do business with you. We have to feel that there's credibility there. And then how can you influence them? as they're marketing to them, as they're going along their journey to actually buy from you, consider you, and also refer you. So what a marketing funnel looks like is first awareness. That's first and foremost. People don't know you exist. How can they even search you or find you to do business with you? They may not even be aware that there is a solution out there. So a lot of times when I'm talking about awareness, I explain to people to think about how people search for you. When they know your name, how do they search for you? Are they looking on Facebook? Do they reach out to their friends and shout out to the feed and say, hey, does anybody know somebody who could do this? And you really need to know their words because they may not be looking for, hey, does somebody know a pediatric dentist? They may be shouting out, hey, Google, hey, Alexa, or into their social feed. Does somebody know who somebody who can straighten my kiddo's teeth? So that could be the words that they're using. It's up to us to know exactly what those words are and not just be bogged down with our industry speak. So that awareness is truly meeting people where their eyeballs are already at using the words that they use. Then for consideration, that's where we have social proof that we are good at what we do and we know what we're talking about. So do you give people opportunities to not just learn that you're in existence, that you have a product, service, or solution that can serve them, but are you the best at what you do? Because no matter what our budget is, we still want to work with the best. And then are you doing things that are giving them the opportunity to convert, to say, I want more, or to give buying signals that they are the best customer for you and they have the most interest to what you have? Do you give them those opportunities in your digital presence and your marketing funnel? And then you're building loyalty with your customer. Are you teaching them? Do you have a curriculum? of how they can actually refer you and the best way to do that other than, hey, I hope you say something nice about me and put it here. Or I hope, you know, you will know what's going on here. Because a lot of times when we ask other people to introduce us, even in a real person-to-person situation, when that person says, you know what, this is Maria, and let me let her tell you what she does. That is code to say, I have no idea what you do, so I'm going to let her speak about it, which means you have to work on the way you teach people who you serve and what you do, and you have to work on those words, the content, and curriculum that you are sharing with people because this is how you educate them and are able to have more people spread the message for you. So how are you reaching your customers right now? 
How do you make it easy for them to find answers to questions that they have, even at 3 o'clock in the morning when they may be shopping? A lot of women between the ages 34 to 54 years old, because I was working with a business just yesterday, that's their best customer. Their customer shops at 2.20 in the morning. Are you available then or do you have resources on digital that will help them find the answers to help them convert? Can you turn those leads into customers? And do customers return? Do they buy from you often? Because, again, they already have no liking and trust with you. You want them to do that. Now, any other questions before of that section before we go to the next? Let me know in the question box. And for those of you who just dropped into here and would like recording from today, just make sure that you comment in the question box because I like to customize everything that I do here. I'm interactive with those answers. Plus, you'll get a copy of today's recording tomorrow, 24 hours from now, okay? So as we talk about awareness, you can reach your customers really through all of these ways. I'd love to hear in the question box how you're currently reaching your customers. Is it through Google search? Are they looking there? Because it's the number one search engine in the world, by the way. Number two is YouTube. It's a search engine and a social network. It's the number two search engine, second only to Google, and it's the number two social network as well. It even beats TikTok. How's that? Billion people access TikTok. 15 billion access YouTube. So talk about repurposing content. So how are you doing that right now? I'm trying to figure out hashtag words and Google words. Ah, I understand that. Are you using Google Trends and your free keyword planner in your Google ads? Those are all free tools, by the way, Sharon. Google business page. Absolutely. That's a great way because it has such great visual real estate on that right-hand side. And we know it takes about six touch points for people to really finally see what's right in front of them, right? So as you look at that, do you have that? Word of mouth is still powerful. That's why I like to talk about the loyalty side of this funnel, because some people are the only ones who have influence over your potential customer, and you would like to borrow from their credibility. So you don't have to start at square one. If on the scale of one to 10, it takes 10 for them to feel comfortable and safe to buy from you. You don't want to start at square one. When you can have word of mouth, all of a sudden you might come in at a five or an eight, depending on how somebody refers and recommends you. Absolutely, word of mouth. I just learned and found the keyword planner last night. Oh, I love actually doing videos about that too. So I'll definitely share that, Sharon. So wonderful too. I see lots of word of mouth, advertising as well, trade show marketing, and then of course searching online in general because Google's not the only search engine. It's the only one I talk about, but I use several ones of them. So do know that you The best practices that you learn in Google, apply that to other search engines so you will meet people where they are. I'm a big fan of fishing where the fish are. It takes a tremendous amount of time, energy, and money to get people who are spending time here to look over here. It is better for us to be experts in our customers, to know where they're looking, and then match where their eyeballs already are because the amount of time and money that you'll have to spend to get them to pay attention is something we most of us small businesses cannot live through and will run out of cash before then. So as we look at this, we want to identify who our best customer is. It is not anybody, everybody, or somebody, because if that's our messaging, if that's who our best customer is, we'll get their second cousin, nobody. I always know when somebody does not and has not done the homework part of this because it's not the sexy part of marketing. They want to go more to the promotions, the campaigns, and what socials do I need to be on? What do I need to be posting about? But this is the foundation you need, and this is where people fail because they will build that foundation on shifting sand, not knowing who their best customer is. And it's important for you to do that. If you had a 100 of that best customer for you, the customer that gives you the most pleasure and profit, anybody else, you could still serve them, but they are gravy. So when I hear people say, anyone that fogs the mirror, that lets me know they are totally clueless on who is that best customer. Yes, you can serve anybody who fogs the mirror. They're gravy. Let's not miss that best customer by having too generic a message for them that they don't realize 
this is for you, okay? So I see trade show as well. Reba, you know that in trade show, as you start going through and you're taking different information and people who've come to your booth or come by as you start targeting and really getting specific about your audience. So this is about branding your business and getting that business online. So identify who those customers are. It's not just demographics that they're this age, that this is their gender, that this is anything about them. They're in this geography. It's also psychographics. It's knowing not just that they're in Midland, Texas. Maybe they're in the 79707 zip code or the 79762 or the behavior. Maybe they just bought an SUV three months ago, and that's the best customer for you. What's so nice about all the marketing tools is you can help identify who that specific customer is and target your message towards them and not miss them. Again, you could serve anybody, everybody, and somebody, but that's not how you're going to lead your messaging. You want to pick that best customer. So a lot of times when I'm working with teams, in fact, I did this just yesterday, and actually to ask them to pick a name, pick a name, even a photo that depicts who that best customer is so that everyone on the team, when they're creating content or when you're creating content, maybe you're the one team person, you know, one one person team. So now you're going through and you look and you say, okay, now I'm on social and this is the best person that I'm talking to. So everything that I write needs for them to read it and say, or every content video too. So it's not just writing video and photos and writing needs for them to see it and say, oh my gosh, they get me. They get me, and that is the reaction that you want. So in this instance, we even go through education, where she works, what her interests are, what publications, what website she spends time on, and the fact that she shops locally is really something that is the focus for this business when they're putting together their best customer persona. Again, you've heard me say it several times. The reason I'm saying that focus on your best customer and then everybody else's gravy is because this is where, this is the first point where most businesses, small businesses will fight that. They'll say, but I'm so unique. I am so unique. I can take care of everyone. Those are the ones that I see within a year or two that fail, if not faster, because they do not have a specific target audience that they're going for. So it's not unique. Most people fail. Most businesses fail. If you want to jump up to the top 20% that don't fail, explain and spend some time on understanding who that best customer is. Now, as you brand your business, you can put your logos together, your colors, your graphic elements, and truly your voice and messaging that tone so it resonates with who that best customer is. Everybody else is gravy. So as we look at branding based on values, who are you? What is it that you deliver? What are your non-negotiables? This is truly where your VPs come into place, and those are vision, purpose, values, and passion. Those VPs in your business are just as important as any other big corporation's VPs are. Vision, purpose, values, and passion. Because that will truly be what seeps into what makes you unique as a small business. And people are buying you as a small business. See, the great thing that we have as small businesses is that we know who our best customer is. They're within arm's reach. We can talk to them. We don't have to have a big survey or a big research company come in to figure out who our best customer is. We can already know it and reach out to them. And we can have a personal relationship with them. Plus, we can pivot on a dime and we're very nimble. That is the strength that we need to lean into as small businesses to meet people when they need us. So that's how we compete with large businesses, but we just need to make sure people are aware that we exist. And part of that awareness is understanding our uniqueness and what people are looking for from us. So as you create a brand positioning statement, you want to really think about who's that best customer, what is it that you uniquely offer that they only can get from you, so that differentiation is important, and what is that promise? So one of the reasons people like to get a copy of today's slide 
slides is because of this template right here. If you want to screenshot it right now, you can because you might want to put a to-do list together. In fact, I encourage you to do that after this session to pick one or two things that you're going to apply immediately because knowledge is not powerful. That's a myth. Let's throw that out because knowledge is only powerful when it's applied. This is applying what you're learning today. So you're not wasting your 60 minutes with me. You're actually using this to grow your business. So who is your audience? Who is the customer or the challenge that they have and the need that they have? What's your name? If you have a name there, or it could be you. You could be borrowing it from your personal brand right now as you develop and grow your business and customer base. And because what's that promise or that mission that you have? What is it that uniquely drives you to help your customers? And what do they get from you? So for TW Tote, it's they are for working professionals who need stylish and a functional lunch bag. TW Tote provides fashionable, insulated, vegan leather totes because everyone deserves a luxurious, functional lunch bag the entire family can use. You see how they're very positioned there? So while they could help, you know, somebody who isn't working, who isn't a professional, somebody who really doesn't matter if they have vegan leather or not. They're very focused on what makes them unique and also what makes their target audience unique. So as you get your business online, a lot of people like to start with socials. Just socials are really easy to get on. Understand that time is money or even more valuable than money because you can make more money, but you can't make more time. 86,400 seconds in any given day. That's all we have. So are you being smart and social? Are you where people need to be? Even though you may not have a website right now, you may have thrown up a social LinkedIn company page, a Facebook business page. Maybe you have Instagram for business or for creators, whatever that you're doing, or TikTok as well. But is your brand consistent across all of these socials? And do you have a strategy for that? Because if you're not measuring, you're not marketing. So $1 or one minute spent that's not lifting the bottom line or getting you closer to your goal is $1 or one minute spent too much, all right? So understanding that you do need to be in directories and online directories, specifically that reach your target audience or, or even marketplaces. I was working with a team that utilizes Amazon as the lead-in where they do a lot of their test product, they get social proof, and then they bring it to their site because they want to lean into the eyeballs that are already there in Amazon and let Amazon do that heavy lifting. So are you going to build your own site? If you do, own it. Understand that a lot of people who are on socials, their first piece of strategy is to try to get everybody's contact info because they know socials is rented land. If something goes down, if somebody decides at the social platform that they need to unpublish you, how are you going to get in contact with everybody then? How are you going to be able to stay in communication if that is not available to you? So their first order of strategy when they have a website is or when they're using social, is to direct them to their website and capture their contact information, at least their email, just in case something like that happens. You also control it. Your website is your property. Location, location, location. A lot of us have heard that. That's prime for where you decide to put a retail business. Well, it's the same thing now because location is here. 74% of us go first here to a mobile device when we want to no go, do, or buy. And if we aren't showing up online, they don't think we exist. They think in 2020 when the whole world shifted, we shut down. There's nothing there. There's no awareness. So again, this is a great place where you can grow your business and you can do that for free using Google Sites. So you don't have to pay for hosting or sites if you're just getting started and you're wanting proof of concept. It's a great place to do that. But eventually you want your own site that you brand just like TW Tote did right here that really helps build trust because that brand consistency in name, logo, colors and voice builds trust. You will get bored with your messaging and your graphics and your logo before anybody even knows and are aware that you exist. So just know that. 
calm yourself and build brand consistency and trust. If you're building that business profile, like we heard somebody say earlier, that they use to be able to grow their business and stay visible, you'll go to google.com slash business. That's a great way for you to be seen there too. And build that business profile. Went a little bit too far ahead. So you can use this tool. It's 100% free. It's a good way for you to control your information on Google search and maps. And it also gets you that visibility, that prime real estate there. We do a whole session on that. So if you want that, get with your Google partner that invited you, and I will show you how to use that and also optimize and maximize it to get the most visibility. I'm not going to do that here because we're talking about launching your business with customer-focused marketing. So this is specific to that, but I'm happy to come back. Your Google, I'm the dedicated Google trainer to them, so they'll definitely reach out to me. Now, how can we engage and influence this consideration? Any questions, by the way, use that question box. So consideration is how they evaluate your brand. They're really gathering information. You need to be the expert on your customer and understand what is it they need to make a decision. You need to know their decision journey. That's all on your shoulders. What do they look like when we take a step back when they're in the looking zone? So in the looking zone, they may be looking for, I am looking for a pediatric dentist right now. So I'm checking that out. But beforehand, it might be that they're searching natural ways for my kiddos to straighten their teeth. Are there things that you can do that aren't braces or aren't surgery to straighten the teeth? So they could be searching for that. It could be how could you, what do you need to do just to smile for a great school photo? So it could be any of those things that they're looking at before they're in the looking zone. When you can identify and find your customers before they're in the looking zone and you can articulate, so verbalize what the issue they're having and help them avoid pitfalls, they'll see you as somebody who's a solution provider. It elevates you as a trusted advisor. People do business with people they know, like, and trust, businesses as well. That is a great way to position yourself because once they're in the looking zone, once they're in that step into the looking zone, you all become a commodity and they shop on price. Okay, so you want to find them beforehand, and it's our job to understand their decision journey. So as you engage your customers, listen and learn. That's the best way you can find out. Don't tell them from your industry speak how much do we all like to be told what to do. Don't shoot on people. S-H-O-U-L-D is what I said. Don't shoot on people because we don't like it. We like to be heard, and we like for that to be applied, what we actually know we need or what we want. Develop those relationships. People will quit businesses well before they'll quit relationships. And from them, you can learn so much. In fact, one of the consideration tools that I tell people to do in their research is to do some competitive research. Not just read your online reviews, but read your competitors' reviews. Because in their own words, people are saying what matters to them. They also, for you, as you're building your business, are saying where your competitor had missteps or failed. And those could be new services or new solutions for you and new sweet spots for you, too. So as you listen and learn, what are the pain points? What is actually the issue? Not just, oh, it's ugly. Well, what is it? No, it's not really. It's ugly. I don't have a, you know, I don't have a handle. It's the handle that I need. And I don't like being on a pack mule. So I don't want it just on one shoulder. I need it to kind of distribute out. So I'm trying to figure out how that is. Really get to what that pain point is, what the challenges that you address and what they're searching for online, their own words. And the best thing to do that is to ask people. Find out if you don't search your competitors' reviews, or in addition to that, talk to people, friends and family members who are doing business with your current competitor or somebody who will be your competitor. And understand a competitor doesn't mean that they're also doing this amazing, fabulous, 
professional tote. It could be somebody who is competing for that same dollar. For example, if I had a restaurant, I would realize that somebody who has a theater, a laser tag center, a putt-putt center, they're all competing for that same entertainment disposable dollar because people go to restaurants for entertainment, not just to eat. It is part of an actual event. So I know they're all actually competing for that same dollar. Think about for you, who are other people maybe in not the same industry, but who are competing for that same revenue, okay? You're listening to the Get Found Got Growth Podcast. Washing away all your impractical fears about digital marketing. Now, what are you looking for? What are people looking for? It's good to search. Let me give you a quick marketing cheat sheet, okay, on how you can find out what people are searching. If you search like something like pediatric dentists, a topic or an industry, or even your competitor in the area, or you, if you have your business already launched, toggle all the way down to the bottom of the first page of search. You will see there related search results. Know that these are keywords that in real time people are actively searching right now. Google search has an amazing, powerful AI search engine behind it. And because of that, it sees what people are searching in your area and is showing you what the related searches are. These are keywords, everybody. I check these every day because it is adjusting and I lean into the power of the algorithm as it helps me show what people are actually looking for and let me use that actually in social posts, in videos, or in content or even blog posts. So I take that and repurpose it to show up and show where those eyeballs are already looking so I don't have to do those all myself. And you heard me talk to Sharon just a moment ago about Google Trends. Man, this is one of my favorite tools, Unsung Hero, that most people don't know is free at their fingertips, but you can find it at g.co slash trends. And if you want to screenshot that before you get a copy of the recording or the slides, by the way, if you want a copy of today's slides, just put a number five in the question box. Just the number five lets me know to let the system know to attach that slides to you and send it to you along with a copy of the recording. When you go to Google Trends, you can search out anything from your actual business name to the industry that you're at. You can even see what are people in Lubbock, Texas? What are people in Durant, Texas talking about? You can get specific as geographic location. You can find out what they're searching on YouTube or in search in general, what they're searching just in your community within the last year, within the last hour, within the last four hours, within the last month or the day or the week. You can get that specific. You see how you have control of all of that here? Right here, I love this because now you never have to worry about what do I have to post today? What should I write about that is really matching what people, what matters to them? You have that insight right here. In fact, I like to pour my cup of coffee, right? Get my cup of coffee. And in the morning, I will go into Google Trends and I will put in the competitor. So if I'm working with a business and coaching them, I will put in all their competitors here to find out what people are searching to find their competitors and see if we can get some of those eyeballs looking at them. You know, I was working with a pizzeria once and what they did is they thought that they needed to lower the price and provide different variety of their pizza, but they found out in their local community, they searched their community and they found out that people were looking for farmer's markets, so local vegetables. So he made a business decision to go talk to two local farms and he now features their veggies on his pizza and he's getting a lot of good buzz and awareness from that because they're sharing him. The community realizes he's supporting the community. He was able to make that decision because he saw what people were searching for. It really does make a tremendous difference and it can definitely make sure your communication is matching what people are looking for and what resonates with them. It also will help with web research and establish your expertise, which is what you want to do because we all want to do business no matter the budget with somebody who's an expert in their field. 
great. I see a lot of people who want a copy of today's slides, and you will get that tomorrow at this time, also with a copy of the recording, too. So do share your content through many channels. I am not about creating new content as much as I am curating, because I see a lot of people really good at posting on social, and then you don't see it anywhere else. They don't bring it into email. They don't repost, you know, you've got TikTok and Instagram stories that make really, really nice YouTube shorts, which actually is given favor in the YouTube algorithm and shown up higher. Plus, it's evergreen, where stories might be a little bit faster, right? Unless you create it into a reel in Instagram, it doesn't have that kind of longevity and shelf life. They don't turn it into a podcast. They don't do blogs and online publishing, doing guest posts. They don't do anything like that with something they're already creating on social. And understand not everyone's on social. They're not there. They're looking in Google. They may look in other search engines. They may be getting all their information and consume better and learn better by email. So why aren't you meeting them where they're at? I'm not saying being at all these places. No, you need to find out where your best customer is. If I know my best customer is not on social, I get some visibility and branding there, but really they're emailers and they love to go to YouTube all the time, every single day, then those are the two that I'm going to focus on. I might create it in social or I could create it actually even in email make a YouTube video about that real quick that I can use and repurpose as a story or an Instagram reel, send it out to TikTok, and now I am trying to reach everybody where they're already at getting on their radar. Make sense? Also, remember, sharing is not selling. You're sharing information with them. So you could be sharing comparison specs. This is one of the places that I see a lot of businesses not realize that their competitor actually is taking advantage of the brand building and the keyword of their actual brand. And they'll use a actual competitor's name in something like, look, this is us compared to so-and-so because they know that competitor already has great visibility. So it's great recognition. It shows up in search. Even though it's for them, I can show, hey. This is how we're better than them. And that show higher also because it is utilizing their brand name and their domain authority. You can also do demo videos, webinars, and samples to really help people. I love to utilize TikTok to do that, to do a lot of unboxings also in YouTube shorts. And I actually use Amazon Live to introduce people the first time because it's almost like a QVC or home shopping network. So you can do a little infomercial there, but it's an Amazon Live, and then you can take that recording and repurpose it other places. Plus, Amazon is just now launching the beta of social. So they actually have a social feed, too, that determines where you show up on socials and Amazon. So you have all of these best practices, and you can apply that to another, to another I try to say that too fast, to another marketplace that you may not have visibility at, but where your best customer could be. It is also about developing relationships because when you build those relationships, people will introduce you to other people, other businesses who maybe are non-competitive to you but still serve the same target audience. So, for example, Tracy and Danny, they started Wicked Good Cupcakes. Have you guys ever heard of that? Let me know with a why if you've ever heard of Wicked Good Cupcakes. This is where I get into trouble all the time around holidays because Wicked Good Cupcakes actually started a long time ago back in the early I shouldn't say early, mid-2000s is when they started. And the first time I saw them was on Shark Tank. I was like, oh, my gosh, look at this. This is amazing. But what they did is they have cupcakes that the people loved in their local area, and they tried to figure out how they could ship those out. Well, they started putting them and cooking them in mason jars so that people could really enjoy and gift this amazing cupcake to them, to their friends, and really enjoy that without having a crushed cupcake. So that's what they did. And why I love Tracy and Danny so much is because they really are into their Google Analytics, which is a free tool that helps you see how people shop and understand your best customer and that decision journey. So that's free that you can use. And they looked at that and they noticed that there was a page on their site, which was holiday focused. And unless it was Christmas or Easter, people were not buying or Mother's Day, I should say Christmas or Mother's Day. 
they weren't buying from them. So what they did on that page is they added another calendar that, that said, you know, it may not be Christmas. It may not be Mother's Day, but guess what? Every day is a holiday. And they had Honor Your Doctor Day, National Teacher Day, and you could order cupcakes and create a custom package for your teacher, for your doc, for your nurse, for your dog sitter. All of this became something that help them engage and show their customer that they are listening to the needs that they have, even if it's not just Christmas and not Easter, because a lot of people were shopping that page, looking and then leaving because it wasn't any of those two holidays. So do you pave the way to conversion and make it easy for people to buy from you? Because that's our job as well. Not only do we need to know our customer's decision journey and their journey to purchase, but we also need to make it easy for them to buy from us. Because when we can do that, that gives us a greater chance to earn that business. So as people are coming into your or to your socials and connecting with you? Are you doing things that can help convert them? For example, do you have calls to action? A lot of times we're all busy, right? We get 12,600 messages in any given day and we may be diverted. You know, I could be here listening to you and all of a sudden I've got a Slack message poking up here. WhatsApp is going off and my mom just texts me. All of that could be going on. And then I look back at your content and I wonder what's going to happen next, what I need to do next. That's the reason you want to put a call to action there is to bring them back and focused on the same page of what they were going to do next. You are going to download that PDF. You are going to leave me your email address so I can send you this checklist. You are going to watch this video. You are going to find out more about this product and really look at our customer reviews and these videos of customers actually raving about our product. Do you streamline that process? Remember, the less clicks people have to do through your site, the more opportunity you have to keep them there, and now they're actually going to take an action. The more they have to click, Every click, make sure that they lose. They leave up, they leave your site. So as you look at this, do you provide an email sign-up to capture that? Remember what I said, a lot of people who've built a great following on socials know that their next strategy or part of that strategy in tandem with that is to get email sign-ups just so that they don't lose that connection with everyone they're connected to on social. Do you have a form that they need to complete? By the way, Google Forms is free to use. It's available in any free personal Gmail account or free Google account. It works a lot like Gosh, I'm not now going blank. I just tried to remember the different form places or forms. Let me know in the question box if you know the name. I'm happy to do that and say that, you know, because it's very nice. I love it, and it instantly feeds it into a spreadsheet, makes it easy to use. Do they download content? Do they do a trial? Do they download your app? You know, are they doing all of these actions that are truly buying actions? Okay, these are conversion actions, and you ask them to do that. That's the key thing. Do you have a call to action that asks them that? Because that's something else that a lot of businesses fail at. They're great at sharing information, but then they don't have the call to action. So I look at the call to action or it says more here. That's all it does. Doesn't do anything like learn more, shop, find more, make your decision, compare. It's nothing that's truly action oriented. When you have a call to action, it could be a discount or a deal. Hey, we've got a rewards program. And if you leave your email here, then you are the first one to know about any specials. So you can reserve your spot or you can take advantage before we run out of time because there's only limited amount of this or limited amount of specials we can do. You're the only one who gets invited to our birthday bash where we give great discounts because you're a part of our reward program. Do you have an exclusive offer? Do you have a webinar to show them how you're going to walk something through and there's a great offering then? Do you show showcase testimonials and remind them because not Everybody is reading all of your reviews and it may have missed it in their feed if it came on social, but are you sharing this with them? And are you providing other values that really provide, hey, if you take advantage right now, you get a 10% discount or you'll get free shipping on your first order because you're new to us and we want to say thank you for giving us a go. 
All right, so you can streamline that purchase by truly reducing the number of checkout steps. I love to be able to use different merchant tools like Amazon Pay, Shop Pay, Google Pay, I'm trying to think Apple Pay. I like to use that because what happens is they click on a button, and now because it's in that app that they're already using, that payment app, it populates all that information, and they don't have to worry about spending time when they're laying back there with their phone, almost like it's threatening them that it's going to fall on their face. They don't have to do all those actions. It makes it easy for them to buy from you, right? So remember what I said about Google Analytics. If you want to screenshot this, Analytics lets you know how people shop your site. Where do they spend time? What pages do they jump off? What pages do they jump off and go to your competitors? What do they do when they see your page? Do they go to these first two pages and then do they all of a sudden go out and check social proof? So they check your socials. And which socials do they check? Are they checking Facebook and Pinterest and then they come back? What are they doing that helps you make better business decisions on how you're using your limited time, energy, and money in marketing? Also, how can you convert customers online? You can do that with Google Ads. You do have to pay when everybody clicks in ads. So understand it's not about impressions unless you're doing some video ad. It truly is about them clicking, cost per click, or them calling, cost per call. That is how you pay. There's a whole option process to that, and we have a separate webinar about learning the basics of Google Ads. But again, remember what I said, I'm free or small fee. So in this instance, I would encourage you to sign up for Google Ads. Don't put your credit card there and use the free keyword planner that's available there that can help you and not stop paying for expensive keyword searches because you can find that information right there with free Google tools as long as you have a free personal Gmail account or free Google account. It is not the paid workspace account. This is free. You're free personal. So how can you build loyalty and encourage advocacy? Are there any questions here? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you want a copy of today's slides, just put the number five. If you want a copy of the recording, just comment in the question box. And 24 hours from now, so tomorrow at this time, you'll get a copy of the slides if you put the number five and the recording as long as you've commented there. Okay? Now, how do you influence that journey? First, you need to know what gets them to return and recommend you to others. What is it that they need to do that inspires them to share your story, to be able to transport that messaging? So are you making sure that you're providing good service? Understand good service is not anything people write home about. It's got to be slam dunk, amazing, over the top service for any of us to get excited. When we are excited, we tell one to two people. When we're mad, we tell 11 people. Nature of the beast, right? That's who we are. So understand that for in order for us to get happy customers, they still tell a small amount. And now we need to encourage them and really understand what motivates them to share us with other people, especially their circle of influence. So staying in touch is number one. Understand when you have a customer, that isn't the end of the relationship. That's the beginning. That's when you learn about them. You listen. You understand who they have influence over. And you stay in touch. How do you feel when you haven't seen somebody or talked to them in two years and they say, hey, I need a favor. You feel used, right? We don't want our customers to feel used. We're grateful. We're thankful. We would love for them to come back and buy more. So encourage their friends to do that. So stay in touch. Think about that. When was the last time you contacted a best customer of yours? And are you listening to what it is that they need? Also, provide great service. That's just a basics that everybody needs and expects. Ask for feedback. Find out from them. It's better to hear from them than them to go out to the 11 people that they're going to tell that they had a negative experience and all of a sudden they feel like they're being heard by them because they can't talk to you. None of us want to work with a business that doesn't listen to their customer. In fact, when I'm looking at reviews, if businesses don't respond to their reviews, even with a basic thank you, that's a business in my mind that doesn't listen to their customer and there's another business who wants that business. And then, of course, to like them in those unexpected ways, really get them excited about doing business 
business with you, be it a VIP group. I see a lot of organizations that have VIP groups and they actually test out best products there, exclusive offers, provide perks, or even personalized programs that are, hey, this is for working moms. This is for moms who are working in a hybrid environment. This is for a mom of adult age kids. You can encourage that advocacy by asking for online reviews. For those of you that have a business, show hands by, by putting the letter Y actually in the question box and let me know. When was the, have you asked for a review this week? Because every week you need to be asking for a review. Even if it's at the, the connected with your social bio, at the bottom of your invoice, at that bottom of that prime real estate of your email that's usually empty, you need to have all of those asking for your online reviews. You have testimonials and case studies, even referral programs that encourage and reward people for referring you. Contest. I just saw somebody do a great contest for the holidays. They did it for one day and they grew their Facebook group by 1,094 members and their VIP group with new customers by about 104 members, which means people bought instantly from there. And now they're even building and nurturing that list that they developed there. And then also social media sharing. They have a point program where if you share it on social, you get certain points. So that's how they also encourage cash back within their program. You can look at that too. Remember to respond to those reviews. You heard me say that just a moment ago. 97% of businesses do not say thank you for a good review. If you want to level and elevate yourself to that upper 3%, say thank you for a good review. You'll stand out amongst your competitors. Sorry, I tried to say that too fast, but your competitors. And it's a great way to do that without a lot of money in play. Plus, you can show that you truly care and that you listen. In fact, I highly encourage people when they're managing their online reviews to have a response for those negative reviews that are real, not trolls, don't feed the trolls, but to say something like, that's not the experience we want for you. I'd like to learn more without jeopardizing your privacy. Would you contact me here? And then put your WhatsApp link, your link to your contact form, your phone, text message, your email address, whatever is the best way for them to connect with you, because that's a great way for all of us who are looking at your reviews to realize you listen. We may not know all the details there, and you may not want that because you don't want a lot of online interaction with that review. But that's a great way for us to say in the signal that you listen and that matters. So teach people who could be advocate or teach those who could be advocates how they can advocate and who can be those people, customers, even employees. My goodness, your team, they are there. They're your big advocate and influencers and affiliates. And these are not big mega influencers. There are micro influencers who might have the ear and the ability to have influence over 50 to 75 of your best customers. So what's your action plan now? Remember what I said earlier about knowledge is not powerful until it is applied. What are one or two things that you're going to apply? Let me know in the question box because that truly, if you write it down and put it there, there's a greater chance you're actually going to do that. And while I love to give you great information, I don't love it when it's not used. And you don't actually start contacting me on social because I want you to contact me on social and say, I did this and I got this much business. Those are great virtual gift dances that I love to celebrate across socials, right? So again, to recap, it could be that you need to build awareness or consideration. So that might be what you add to your to-do list right now. It could be one of these first two parts of the funnel. It could be that maybe it's conversion and loyalty. You need to work on that second part of the funnel. So we have top of funnel, right? You've heard it before, top of funnel. Some people call it tofu, top of funnel. Or it could be bottom of funnel, bofu, bottom of funnel, conversion or loyalty, or middle of funnel. So it could be all of those. Just keep that in mind that those could be what you need to add to your to-do list where you're missing 
steps in your actual funnel. And if you'd like to learn more, we have a YouTube channel for that. We like to address anything that we see people searching, and especially small businesses have expressed they have a need. And you could go to youtube.com slash grow with Google. You might even decide, you know what, I want to take this to the next level and I want to be an expert at it because I want to understand UX design, user experience design, really understand digital marketing and e-commerce. So you could take these career certificates. They're great. They're recognized by over 3,000 businesses as well as universities. And what I love about it, it really does give you a chance to go to workshops and workbooks, actually, that walk you through in videos that are truly helpful in you learning this information and now applying it because that's most important. And if you want to learn anything else to really start your 2023 strong, then get with your Google partner who invited you or go to this website and let them know, hey, this is something that I'm interested in. Could you teach this or could you bring Maria, our dedicated Google trainer, back and could she do this? Because I'd be happy to do that. I love working with every single Google partner that you saw here. And these are your Google partners to reach out to. Okay, big breath. We covered a lot. I see people are going to learn Google Words and hashtags today. Taught learning about conversion. I will work on steps one and two. Perfect. Awareness and actually consideration. That's right. Awareness and credibility, right? Yeah. Awareness, consideration, conversion. So, right. You're going to work on the first two, Eric. That's awesome. I love that. You've been listening to the Get Found Got Growth Podcast. Maria is a small business owner herself. She's been doing it for almost 20 years. She's even earned the Texas Governor's Excellence in Small Business Award. In fact, Google contracts her to train at conferences. And now you have her for free. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find Maria on Instagram at Maria Elena Duran and on Twitter and LinkedIn at Maria Duran. See you next time on the Get Found Got Growth Podcast.